0: listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Welcome, Real Life family. Happy Easter Sunday. I am so glad that you have decided to join me for Easter Sunday here at Real Life. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Uh, I have some cool things I wanted to share with you that have been happening this week to kind of show you guys off a little bit uh, to the world because you guys are so worth it. So I've heard some great stories from within our home groups. Um, our home groups uh, have been taking care of each other, uh, just even from simple things like picking up prescriptions uh, to, to just asking people what they need. So we really, really are seeing community come together. You know, our, our uh, vision as a church is to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. And the way that we do that is through uh, relational discipleship. You know, we have people that are actually living and doing life together. And iron sharpens iron. And so our main vehicle for that is within our home groups. And so we see our home groups really, really taking care of each other and then branching out outside of taking care of each other, taking care of the, the, the communities around them. And so another story I heard this week— um, We lost one of our our members this week, nothing related to the COVID virus, but uh, he got to go home and be with Jesus. And um, I was talking to his wife, and I was asking how she's doing, if she needed anything. It's hard for her family to travel and get here and be around her during this time. And uh, her home group is her family, her home group is taking care of things with her. And so uh, it's just so honoring to see that. So I wanted to share that with you. Thank you for being Jesus to each other and to the community around each other. Um, also, uh, something really neat that we got to do last month, I was checking in with um, with with who we were sending to rehab and how did we do on that. And so we, we me and my tithes and offerings, you and your tithes and offerings, we sent three People to rehab last month. And I know I tell you guys about some of these letters that we get and how they would just, uh, how they just open your heart to want to see us. I wanted to read a couple ex- excer- excerpts from some. Um, this one person said uh, in their letter, they said, I believe in God and I'm wanting to become more capable of His grace and deserving of His love. I would love to talk to this person about that. Uh, As much as I try, I know I fall short, they said. I fall short of this, but I want to improve my efforts. I would appreciate any consideration to go to rehab. And guess what? We're helping that person improve their efforts. We're helping them go to rehab. <clears throat> Another one was this uh, this, was, this one that was, was tearing my heart up. Uh, I'll just read some excerpts from it. It says, I grew up going to church every week as well as Bible study every Wednesday. Around the time I was nine years old, things kind of fell apart. My stepdad started using pills and Coke. He also started abusing my mother and I. And that is around the time when we stopped going to church. He goes on to say these different, from nine forward, he had trouble with with the law and and times that he spent in jail and and from 18 and when he was 20. And and he goes on to say, he said, "I uh, I need to get back in touch with my faith. I've tried many times while I was in jail, but as soon as I get back on the drugs, I fall off. And now... I feel uncomfortable and forsaken when I walk into a church or a Bible study. This is what he said. He said, I want to get comfortable. I want to feel like I belong again like I did when I was a kid. Because of your generosity, uh, because of how we love people, we're going to help them get comfortable again. We're going to take the risk. We're going to get out. And be investing in people. And so I just want to praise our church for being faithful during this time. Uh, and, 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 and we another great news, we, we made our budget again last week. Yes, I look at it every week. Week by week did we make it. And thank you for you being faithful for another week for us to make our budget, for another week to look for more people to send to rehab. And unfortunately, we're going to have a plethora of folks to send to rehab. And one of the things that I value as a church is, or a saying that I value is dig your well before you're thirsty. And what I mean by that is put yourself in a position to be a generous church. Put yourself in a position to meet the needs of other people. And that's one of the things we do as a church is we dig our well before we're thirsty. Because guess what? We have a lot of people coming to the well at Real Life on the Palouse. And we are giving out lots of water in the form of paying for people's utilities, in the form of food cards, in the form of, of, of rent, you name it. We are helping people, and we cannot do that without you. So thank you for your faithfulness. It was super cool. Like 80% of our giving last week came in online, which was like a big change for us. And so thank you for figuring out the push pay app. I'm sure that'll pop up in your feed right now on how you can be partner with us as we reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. So thank you so much. So let's talk about where we're going in the future. So we're going to continue on, uh, with a sermon series after this week. Uh, and I think I want to title it influencer. We talk so much these days about influencers and who has how many followers and all those things. Well, Jesus Christ has been the best influencer. He has a lot of followers a lot even even more than some of our famous celebrities. He has a lot of followers. And so we're going to follow a path of influencers. And so if you want to get a head start for next week, we're going to talk about the road to Emmaus. It's in Luke 24:13. Uh, you can start chewing that up a little bit and uh, and that's where we're going and we're going to follow this all the way through till the end of May. Uh, we'll land on, on Pentecost and so I'm super excited about our influencer series. I hope you will continue to join us for that. Um, In review, last week, uh, we're talking about this thing. What was Jesus thinking? Like, what did he think he was doing as he was approaching the cross? And last week, we talked about how he defeated death once and for all. Jesus jumped on the biggest grenade ever for all of us and covered himself He covered all of our sins, all of our shame. He's going to help make this person feel more comfortable. He's going to help that other person make them feel worthy of his grace and love because he's already done that for us. And then the week before that, you know, and again, last week, we talked about a revolution that was started. And that we're part of this revolution that's still going on today. And then before that, we talked about uh, Exodus and how Jesus believed he was bringing a new Exodus. He was, he was starting a new Exodus for people. And uh, coming together, and it happened right as Passover was happening, that he was going to be the new sacrifice. The sacrifice that was going to be once and for all. And he did that for us. And then the week before that, it was perfect timing. It was our first week, really, without having the chance to be together as a family. We were talking about uh, the temple, and we were talking about the church. And what is the church? And I've watched you being the church. The church is not a building, thank goodness, because it's been empty. We are seeing communities come together. We are seeing communities rally, and church is not a building. The church is within you. And Jesus came through and he was breaking down barriers because there were people that were making it hard to get to God. And Jesus doesn't make it hard to get to our Father in heaven. He, he made it as easy as possible. As simple as saying, confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. You'll be with the Father, the Creator. And then the first week, Darby and Emmy did a great job. And what was Jesus thinking uh, is he was reestablishing relationship. The relationship that God had with Adam and Eve in the garden and all the things that had happened between that, he was reestablishing the relationship, the covenant from Genesis 15. So that's kind of where where we're going and where we've been. And that brings us to today, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday for the church folks is like, Black Friday. It's usually our biggest and busiest time. We've done some super amazing, cool things. Uh, Gus and I were talking about it, um, about Easter services we had done in the past, where we spent two days setting up uh, equipment and stuff over at Beasley Coliseum for this. And we've put a ton of time and energy and effort. And usually it's a big, 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 big uh, thing that we're doing at church because it's a chance when people come to church, Easter and Christmas. And so there's lots of tradition wrapped up to Easter. And I bet that you have your own Easter traditions. You know, and I'd love for people to engage like that, you know, share with us. What were your Easter traditions? And so some of the uh, traditions that Carrie and I had uh, with our three kids, I remember this is, is one of our, our traditions is you'd wake up in the morning uh, and, and Carrie and I'd wake up and we had had the kids Easter egg, Easter baskets, And we hit them all over the house. And we'd wake the kids up to this. There's the the song. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Super, super loud. Just as loud as our stereo could crank it. And the kids would be like, what's going on? And when they were little, they'd come out in their jammies and they're they're rubbing their eyes. And they're like, what's today? Well, no, today's special. Today's a really special day. Today is the day we celebrate the fact that Jesus rose. From the dead. And so, um, within our, uh, our, our traditions, they would, they would go around, they would seek and look for those things. And we were the parents that were like, yep, warmer, warmer, nope, colder, colder, cold. No, you're cold, you're cold. You got, and they're looking all over. And as they got older, you know, it it got less fun for them unless they were thought they were going to get something cool in their Easter basket. But uh, that was one of the traditions that we had. And for sure, we would go to church, and I had a cool suit picked out for this year. I was going to be wearing this awesome suit with this beautiful purple shirt and probably a pink tie, unless my wife told me it didn't match. And I was going to be all Easter pastel colored up, and I was going to be up here. And things are different how I envisioned Easter. But I guess I'm pretty famous for some pretty awesome Easter outfits, and I wanted to share some of these with you guys. So check out this first one. I love the white belt that I'm wearing. If I could find that white belt again, I would totally wear that again. And those pants look like they were creased and pressed beautifully. And then I'm sure, I don't know the dates on these, but the next one, I'm sure I probably fought my parents because I wanted to wear my Superman shirt. And I'm wearing my Superman shirt today. It's just a little different. Uh, But I wanted to wear my Superman shirt, And then this next photo, I don't even think it was for Easter, but man, there was something about baby blue and brown. And I must have been into, this was Dumb and Dumber before Dumb and Dumber was there. And so as you think about Easter and getting a new outfit, and I heard this report, I read this report on Facebook about this This um, press person said, hey, so this is going to be like the first time in the history of the United States when we're not all getting together for like Easter's not happening. And he couldn't be farther from the truth. Easter is happening. It's just happening different. Easter is, is th- this is probably the most realistic first century, right after Jesus was crucified. This is probably the, 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 the most realistic Easter we're ever going to have. Where we're in our homes with our family and we're we're, we're 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 locking down, and maybe we've made the mistake of looking at the news already this morning. And there were how many thousands of people that died, and we're feeling a little bit down, and maybe some of us are feeling less hopeful. And I, I hope that by the end of the today's service, you can fall into the fact that that we do have a hope. But this is probably realistic about how they were feeling. Put yourself, come to the situation, put yourself in the dark place of the disciples. Put yourself in the dark place of the ladies that were, uh, that were helping with the ministry of Jesus. People are wondering what's going on. We just saw the person that we thought was the Messiah crucified. Now, what are we going to do? And so we're going to catch our story right there. What are we going to do? What's, what's going to happen? John or Luke uh, 24 says, so on the first day of the week. The first day of the Jewish week is Sunday. It's a new beginning. I want you to think about it as, as a new beginning. So it's the first day of the week, very early in the morning. The women took spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They were going to prepare Jesus' body. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. The stone is rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered it, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. It's not there. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning lightning. Stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while you were still with him in the Galilee the Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners and be crucified and on the third day be raised again? they remembered his words. How well are we doing now at remembering his words? Yes, we're in a time of crisis, but in a time of crisis, people look for hope. They look for hope dealers, and we have a place to play as Christians. We have a place to point to hope, point to something that's bigger than our economy, point to something that's bigger than our government, point to something that's bigger than a virus. We're hope dealers. So right now, it's more important than ever to remember the words. And it's more important than just remembering, oh yeah, but actually having faith and believing it and walking it out. And I love that I see that about the church that I'm involved with. We walk it out. So we need to return to the words of hope and peace That he speaks over us. Look at Isaiah 41. It says, fear not, for I am with you. He's with you. He's with me. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. He's with you. Do you see him? Are you looking for him? Are you looking for him if you're struggling to pay your bills, are you looking for him if you're praying and you're worried about your mom or your parents who live somewhere else? Are, are, are you looking for him? Because he's there and he cares about each and every one of us. He is the hope dealer. And we're his followers. And John 14, 27-28 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Thank you, Jesus. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Well why? Why would I not let my heart be troubled? I am troubled. Why would I not be afraid? Because we have a hope dealer. We got to remember the end of the story. Right? That we that this this like we win. Those that are within Christ Jesus win. So stay within him. You heard me say I am going away, and I'm coming back to you. He's coming back to you. He's coming back to me. He's never left. So he's here with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. He gave us the advocate to walk with you, to be with you. He has not left us. He is the eternal hope dealer, right? Do you see him? Are we choosing to see him during these times of distress? Because that Easter morning that very Easter morning when they went to the tomb and he wasn't there has changed the history of the world. We're still talking about it. There aren't a whole lot of events that we're still talking about 2,000 years later. Billions of people are celebrating today. There's a lot of people that are Christians and they're celebrating today something that happened 2,000 years ago. So death could not hold him down and the coronavirus doesn't hold us down. Jesus has defeated death. He is risen. He's the hope dealer. They have hope now. The Messiah didn't die on a cross and never came back, and they didn't lose. They have hope. Luke 24, uh, 36 through 43 says, while they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said to them, peace. Be to you. But they were startled and frightened in the thought they were seeing a spirit. They're like, whoa, what is this ghost? This ghost has come here. Because you're dead. You died on the cross. We saw it. We were there. How are you here? And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? You see my hands and my feet? That is myself. Touch me. And see, for the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still could not believe it, because of their joy and amazement, he said to them, hey, have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before him. This person who who had died and rose again came back and showed himself to over 500 people. They saw him. They talked about it. They wrote about it outside of the Bible. They wrote about it. They saw he ate with people. He walked with them, but yet he was super cool. He could like walk through walls. This is where the spirit of God, heaven came crashing into the earth where we have the son of man comes down in flesh, but still can do things that are of God. Right here. Most of all, Jesus was bringing them hope and restoring their peace because they needed it, just like you and I need it. So think about that stone in front of the tomb. A barrier in most people's minds. How are you confronting the stones in your life today? It's easy to name the coronavirus as this giant stone that's messing up everything for us but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away. But yet I'll still have other stones that I allow to, to block things in my path. I'll have stones with financial stuff. I'll have stones with broken relationships that, that leaving me and maybe make me feel like this isn't how it was supposed to be even when this is long gone. But what I need to return to, what I need to seek, what I need to see, what I need to know is what does it look like to partner? Partner the risen Lord. What does it look like? What's my job? What do I do? How do I, how am I engaging? And Jesus has given us all a job to do that. He's called us hope dealers. And so it's not a time to pull the covers over your head and, and binge on Netflix all the time. And I mean, there's, there's, we can go through, I went through my little time of mourning and sadness I wanted to, this Easter to be much different on my first Easter as the pastor of real life here. But what I'm realizing is that God is using this to explode his gospel. It has been easier than ever to invite somebody to Easter. You know what you have to do to invite somebody to Easter today? Share. You can refer them to messages. We can see all those great things. But it's easier than ever. The gospel is exploding. Churches are gonna, The churches that are ready are going to explode and we're ready. We've been prepared. So you can take this moment. Take your eyes off the stone. Get to know the one who transcended the stone, Jesus Christ, who cannot be stopped by anything, never has been. And it's our chance to be the light. So go look for him. Remember that the revolution has not been stopped. On the contrary, this is accelerating it, and we get a be a part of a wild ride and be prepared for that. So we have a new king who's making new rules. There's a new sheriff in town, and it's the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Finishing up here, John chapter 20, verse 19, it says, It was the first day of the week. Oh, this first day of the week again. This new creation. And that very evening while the disciples were together with the doors locked, For fear of the Jews, they're cowering behind. This is a horrible time. Our Messiah was just taken away from us. Jesus came in among them and said, Peace be with you. Hope dealer giving peace. He said to them, after he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I also am sending you. What's my job? Oh, we're going to be sent out. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be the light. Who's supposed to shine during during crisis? We're supposed to shine during crisis because we can give people hope. He's, and it's, uh, he said, as the, as the Father sent me, so I am also sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them, which apparently we can't do right now. We can't breathe on anybody with COVID-19, but he, he could. He breathed on them, and he said, uh, "He said, receive the Holy Spirit. If, any, if, if you forgive anyone's his sins, they are forgiven. Time of forgiveness. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Peace right now, now peace is no longer just a word. Peace is something that Jesus actually achieved on the cross. And so this Easter Sunday, this is a time to celebrate. This is a time to walk boldly. This is a time to believe and know and seek and understand that we serve a resurrected king. And so as we come to this time of communion, I want you to, to, to think about a new beginning for you. What lines do you need to draw this Easter? You're going to remember this Easter forever because it was different. And you're going to remember the commitments you made and how you saw things differently. And we're going to value community at such a higher level because it's been kind of withdrawn from us for a little bit. Right? You're going to remember this. And I want you to go forward and walk boldly, knowing that you have a mission to be a hope dealer to other people. You have a mission to be a hope dealer to them with their needs. We're not just praying for people. We're finding out what their needs are, and we're taking care of them. Do that for your neighbor. Do that for your family. Do that for your community. Be a hope dealer. It's a new beginning. It started at his death And his resurrection, we're still part of this revolution. So let's come to the table differently today. We do it every week. We get the privilege of doing it every week. But this is a celebration because without his body and without his blood, where's the resurrection? And we need that resurrection. We need the new beginning. So as we take communion, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and we had given thanks. He broke and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We don't do this in vain. We remember that we can be bold. We can remember that he died so we could be hope dealers. Let's do this in remembrance of him. And then same way after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and whenever you drink this cup, You proclaim. Now, what does proclaim mean? You proclaim. You say it from the mountaintops that he is risen. We proclaim his death. We proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again because he didn't die. He didn't stay dead. He rose, and so we proclaim it. Thank you, Jesus. Rise up, lifers. This is an exciting time. This is an exciting time to be available for our communities. Be the hope dealer. Jesus calls you to be a hope dealer. May the Lord bless you all. May He keep you. May you have a great Easter Sunday with your family. May your food be plentiful. May your hearts be full. And may you see Jesus, the risen Lord. Amen. I love you guys. I miss you. I can't wait till we get back together. Have a great Easter Sunday. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.